Hello, brothers and sisters. I'm glad to be with you for another week of teaching. This week, we're going to talk about applying the precepts of God or the principles of God. When you apply God's principles, it will reverse any problem that you have. And normally people have problems in certain areas. They either have financial trouble. That's a common problem. They either have a problem with, uh, with, with their health. That's a common problem. Or they have problems in their relationships, whether it be marital, whether it be relationships with, uh, with your children or friends or coworkers, so forth. And so on. But in the Bible, God has the answer for every area of life. Father, I commit this ministry unto you, for you are the author of it. You are the author and the finisher of my faith. And Lord, let my thoughts be established, Lord, to bring answers. Cause me to answer every question, Lord, by the help and the strong influence of your Holy Spirit. You know, gravity, God created gravity. What goes up must come come down. How many understand that? God created that law. And if you violate that law, you have to have something to help you violate it, like walking up a ladder or jet engines propelling you into the atmosphere. But eventually, you got to come down, see. Either you can come down uh, um, systematically or you can come down suddenly. But whatever mechanism you use to violate that spiritual law, eventually it's going to give in and it's going to yield to that law. The same thing works with, with uh, farming. You know, you, you you plant a seed, and the seed need to be in, into good soil. And when that seed go into that good soil and then it's watered properly, it's going to grow a plant, and that plant is going to produce fruit. Some plants can only be planted at certain times of the year. A farmer knows this. Why? Because God never changes. He has four seasons, winter, spring, uh, spring, summer, and then fall, and then winter. You know, spring is when stuff is born. Summer is the maturity. Fall is when it starts to get old and winter is when it dies. And then the process continues again. The same thing with a day. The sun rises and then it sets. If you go in there and look at your calendar, your calendar will have the time that the sun is going to set. How, how do man know, know these type of things? Because God is consistent. He does things consistently in certain spiritual and natural laws. Now, my job is to show you how to tap into those laws, those spiritual laws, where your life can change, where your life can be a blessing. And if you're willing to listen, the Holy Spirit and the Word of God is going to impart this wisdom unto you, and every situation that you have will be changed. Let's go to Psalms, the 19th chapter, and let's start at the first verse. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the 
firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them have he set a tabernacle for the sun, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, and rejoices as a strong man to run a race. Look how David described the sun. Look how he has noticed that God is consistent, how he set it in a tabernacle. God's, God is consistent. Now, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. I'm laying a foundation today. Verse 6, his going forth is from the end of the heaven, and his circuit unto the ends of it, and there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. Now, David is comparing this right to God's spiritual laws. He's letting you know that God is consistent. He, he, he shows natural things. David is paralleling a natural thing to, to show a spiritual revelation. Watch this. In verse 7, he says, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Let's, let's put that in today's term. What is the law of the Lord of the New Testament? It's the love law. See, when you walk in love, you know you got authority over, over, over everything, authority over sickness, authority over your finances. That's the only law God told us to keep in the New Testament. He did not give us a bunch of laws like in the Old Testament. Do you know that's why you always challenge? Do you know that's why you have a problem with people all the time? People are doing stuff to you. That's why, because the devil is causing things to happen to try to get you out of that love law. And see, one step out of that love law will cause you problems. See, the law of the Lord is perfect converting the soul. Then it says, the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. What is your testament? We're not under the Old Testament. We're under the New Testament. The New Testament is that if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you have eternal life. See, that testimony is sure, making wise the simple. You have eternal life. Somebody need to say that. I have eternal life. And if you're balanced sickness, by his stripes, by whose stripes? The stripes of the Lord Jesus Christ that hung on the cross for you, you are healed. So you are healed right now by the stripes of Jesus, and you are to walk in that love law, loving the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and loving your neighbor as yourself, loving your enemies, blessing them that curse you, praying for them that despitefully use you. When you say, Lord, I'm going to walk in this, it might hurt my feelings. It might hurt my flesh. It might hurt my pride. You know, you need your pride to be hurt. Humble yourself. Begin to say, you know what? They got the best of me. You know what? They made me look like a fool. So what? I'm walking in love and I have eternal life. Which one is more important? To, to, to get the advantage of the person who wronged you or talked about you to look good? among your, your friends and your coworkers and your family, or to walk in humility and get the favor of God. Let the other person think that he got the advantage of you. Let the other person lie on you and think whatever they want to think about you. 
You see what I'm saying? Knowing in your heart, you know, that you're walking in this love law. And if you hadn't been walking in that love law, adjust yourself. You know, sometimes I get tempted to step out of that law. And when I when it comes to my remembrance, I step right back in it. So so see, God's statutes and God's principle is going to help you. See, I'm, I'm going to talk about all this week. I'm going to talk about how to get healed, how to get money, how to deal with people, all of that. See, the law of the Lord is perfect. We had Psalms 19 at verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. See, that commandment of love, it, it brings light to your eyes. See, his statutes are right. It rejoices your heart. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is a great reward. Hallelujah. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength, my redeemer. So David eventually gets to the law of words. Hallelujah. And that's what I'm going to talk about, spiritual laws. Be blessed. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day. Welcome on this Tuesday morning, brothers and sisters. I'm glad to be with you one more time. We're talking about applying God's principles. Oh, Father, I bless every ear and every heart that is hearing the words of faith today. For you're blessed and you're highly favored. I say you're healed. I say you're prosperous. I call you the head and not the tail. You are above only and not beneath. If you're hearing my words, God is speaking specifically to you. He knows where you are. He is calling you more than a conqueror today. <clears throat> he is calling you the head and not the tail. He is calling you an ambassador of Christ. He is calling you to take your spot, <clears throat> to take your place in the kingdom. For you are a world changer. You are the rule and reign in your sphere of influence. You are to exercise your words in prayer or in saying by saying things that are right, saying things that pertain unto the kingdom of God to cause angels and to cause the anointing, the presence of heaven to occupy wherever you are. Hallelujah. So we're talking about applying God's principles. Let's go to Mark 11 and at, 20, at the 22nd verse. Glory, let's go to the 21st verse. Now, Mark 11, what happened was earlier in the chapter, Jesus went to a fig tree and he wanted to eat some figs from that tree. 
and the tree didn't have any figs on it. So Jesus cursed the tree. He said, no man eat fruit from you forever. And they went wherever they was going. But on the way back in that verse 20, it says, and in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, calling to remembrance, said unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursed is withered away. Now, Jesus, in that same chapter, the 11th chapter at the 14th verse, and Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. Now, what kind of things have you been saying, brothers and sisters? I tell you, you're having whatever you've been saying. If you say, I always get a headache in the middle of the day, guess what? That'll never stop happening until you change your saying. If you say, well, everybody in my family get a divorce, you know that'll never stop happening until you change your saying. A lot of times, people, couples have arguments, and they start talking about divorce. They've been talking about divorce for years before they got one. See, that fruit has matured when the divorce comes. Oftentimes, they've been talking about divorce every time they have a disagreement. They say, I, I leave. I get a divorce. They've been saying that some people been saying it since day one of marriage. Some people started saying it in the fifth year of marriage and so forth and so on. Well, some people were married 20 years, and then they started saying it. And then they get divorced. You see people sometimes 70 years old. They're married for 40 years, and they get a divorce. You know why? Because they've been talking divorce for 40 years. You know, but you see somebody been married 40 years, and they'll never get a divorce because they've been talking love for 40 years. You know, every time you say, I love you, you reaffirm your love. And every time you say, I hate you, you reaffirm your hatred. You know, because God says you'll have what you say. And that's what we're getting about to get to. This is a principle of God. <clears throat> and it's going to work. It's going to work whether it's in the positive or the negative. It's going to work. I remember one time we went to pray for this guy. Me and my brother Tarvis, brother in the Lord, and um, you know, I I asked him. I said, "What you want the Lord to do for you?" You know, I got that particular question by reading Scripture. Jesus will ask the people, "What would you have me to do for you?" And the guy told me that I die with pride. Well, I didn't want to hear that, so I said, "No, nah, you don't want to say that." I said, "You want me to pray that you get healed and uh, you know." And I learned more. You learn more as you uh, be in the Lord more. Well, we pray healing over. And um, he said, you know, a few minutes we we sung. I sung a song and everything. Prayed the uh, prayer of faith. Let you know the elders of the church. Well, he said, I feel a little better. You know, it was an incurable cancer, and I done seen people get up from this. So that's why I was bold to do it. Well, the first time I saw it, I had to be bold to do it. Some of you need to try that. Some of you never tried it. So anyway, you need to pray for somebody terminally ill and expect them to get up. Well, anyway, I kept praying for him, and I go check on him. He kept hanging around. He's supposed to die the next day. And uh, two weeks has passed, and I went over to check on him again. He was still laying there. 
And uh, I said, let me, I went to the restroom. You know, I go check on them when I got a chance. And I heard him say, why is it taking so long? Other words, he's saying, why is it taking so long to die? And then it struck me. I'm praying that this man live. And his original testimony to me was that he died. You see what I'm saying? You know, he was up in age a little bit. And so I told his wife, I said, hey, I just heard him say he wanted to die. He wanted to know why it was taking so long. I said, uh, and she dropped the head. I said, I'm going to have to let him let him go. I'm violating this man's will, intercessing, praying every day, keeping him alive. She keeping him alive with her prayers, and he wanted to die. I said, we're going to have to let him go. He want to go. He's going to heaven. He's born again. So when I left, I said, well, Lord, I release him. I let him go. And I told her she had to do it. He died the next day. See, he got what he said. And see, you will have what you say. Let me let me have you all say this. Uh, to you who have had the COVID-19, I want you to say this. Say, never again will I get the COVID or the flu as long as I live in the name of the Lord Jesus. Say it. Don't be scared to say it. And to you have, who have not had it, say this. Say, in the name of Jesus Christ, I never get the COVID or the flu or any other virus, as long as I live in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, I base that prayer with Psalms 91 because it says, No evil shall befall me, neither shall any plague come down my dwelling. So I have a right to say that. Um, we're still in uh, Mark 11 and at 22. Well, at 21, and Peter calling to remembrance, said unto him, Master, behold the fig tree which thou cursed is withered away. We're talking about God's principle. And Jesus answering said unto them, have faith in God. Now, God is going to Jesus and to teach them a principle. This is the principle. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain. Listen, he said, whosoever shall say. You notice you could have what you say without praying, but praying is saying. So it says, but verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he said. And I say that this message is going to help thousands of people, because you're going to learn that you have what you say. Some of you is going to stop the process of sickness. Some of you is going to stop the process of premature death. Some of you are going to stop the process of poverty. Some of you are going to stop the process of divorce. Some of you are going to stop every negative thing that has happened to you by changing what you say. Forward this message. You've got to change what you've been saying. See, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he said. You're going to have whatsoever you said. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. You're going to have what you say and what you pray. But if your praying is contrary to your saying, that's what a problem going to come in. You could pray all day for something, and then you could say the opposite and see an unstable man is, can't receive anything from the Lord. I got a lot to say, but guess what? I'm out of time. 
Be blessed. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day. Hello, brothers and sisters. We're talking about applying God's principles. Hallelujah. Father, cause me, Lord, to bring clarity and understanding to the hearer. Bless them, Father, for the hearing ear and the seeing eyes from the Lord. I pray you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, that you'll give them a hearing ear and a seeing eye, and that you'll cause the spirit of revelation to fall upon them now. I'm springboarding off of yesterday's message where I'm talking about the principles of God in the area of you have what you say. We're going to pick this message up today in 2 Kings, the fourth chapter, and at the at the 17th verse. To give you a little backdrop, Elijah prophesied to this woman who had showed him kindness. You know, they didn't have any children. And he prophesied that she was going to bear a son. So he's picking it up at 2 Kings, the fourth chapter, in that verse 17. And the woman conceived and bare a son at that season that Elisha had said unto her according to the time of life. And when the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went out to his father to the reapers. And he said unto his father, my head, my head. And he said to a lad, carry him to his mother. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then died. Are you listening? The son that the prophet promised to this woman by a spoken word, he died. Now watch, I want you to watch this woman's faith. Watch what she say. See, you'll have what you say. You you remember when Lazarus died, Jesus said he only sleepeth. He never affirmed that he was dead. And I want to let me let me uh segment segue up into that a little bit more. Do you know when me and you go to sleep that we're not dead, we're sleeping? You know why? The Bible says when you believe on Jesus Christ, you have eternal life. Now, I'm saying it for a specific reason. I'm saying it to destroy the fear of death that's operable on the inside of some of you. I command the spirit of fear of death to come out of you in the name of Jesus Christ. And I want you to help it to come out by making this confession. I have eternal life. Say it again. I have eternal life. Say it one more time. Say, I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and I have eternal life. Say this. Say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Say this. Say, the Lord Jesus Christ is a quickening spirit, and he quickens my mortal body. You know, quickness. Did you say it? Say, he quickens my mortal body. He makes me alive. He makes my organs work properly. He makes my heart works properly. He makes my lungs work properly. The Lord Jesus Christ is on the inside of me causing my body to work properly. You need to say all that. You need to rewind it and say all of that. You know why? Because you'll have what you say. So why you won't say it? Say it. I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to say these confessions. You must do it now. I commanded you in the name of Jesus. You've got to say these confessions. Why? 
because I'm trying to strengthen you, brothers and sisters. I'm your friend. I'm your brother. Hallelujah. And, I'm, and I want you blessed. You got the promise to be blessed when I speak to you in the name of the Lord Jesus. I command you to be blessed. I command the spirit of religiosity and religion to come out of you in the name of Jesus Christ. And I command you to believe that you are worthy, that you are somebody because you're in Christ. Hallelujah. 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 I think I was at verse 21, and she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door upon him and went out. And she called unto her husband and said, Send me, I pray thee, one of the young men and one of the asses, that I may run to the man of God and come again. And he said, Wherefore wilt thou go to him today? It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. And she said, It shall be well. Listen to her confession. Let's have that confession. Some of you all are going through problems. If you got a money problem, say this. Say, it shall be well with my money. If you got a sickness, say this. Oh, yeah, I shall be well. It shall be well. If you if, if you got a, got trouble with your children or trouble with your marriage or trouble with, with your job, say this. Say, it shall be well. It shall be well in the name of Jesus Christ. It shall be well in the name of Jesus Christ. Say it. I command you to say it in the name of Jesus Christ. It shall be well in the name of the Lord Jesus. Brothers and sisters, that was that woman's confession. And she's going to end up having what she said. Listen, verse 24, then she shouted an ass and said to her servant, try and go forward. Don't go backwards, go forward. Slack not thy riding for me, except I bid. The other word, go over them bumps. I guess you ride through Pritchett. And it was, it was potholes and bumps everywhere. And she was, I don't, don't worry about the pothole. You run all through that. Uh, verse 25, it says, so she went and came unto the man of God to Mount Carmel. Look, brothers and sisters, don't let that offend you. I'm from that area of town. And it came to pass when the man of God saw her fall, that he said to Gehazi, his servant, behold, yonder is that shooter Mike. Run now, I pray thee, to meet her and say unto her, is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with the child? Now watch. It wasn't well with the child, right? Just like Jesus. Now, it was before Jesus came. But this lady had the spirit of faith. Watch what she said, right? It wasn't well with the child. He asked, is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, it is well. Listen to her confession. See, God don't change his principles. From Genesis to Revelation, he got the same principles. You're having what you've been saying, brothers and sisters. If you're having a hard time, you've been saying, I have and I'm having a hard time. It's your own fault. If you change your confession, it's going to be your fault that you blessed also. See, <laughs> see, you're going to be blessed because of your, your good. And if you can be cursed because of your fault. So let's let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be profitable unto us. Hallelujah. So she said it as well. In verse 27, it said, And when she came to the man of God to the hill, she caught him by the feet. But Gehazi came near to thrust her away. And the man of God said, Let her alone, for her soul is vexed within her. And the Lord have hid it from me and have not told me. Hallelujah. Then she said, Did I desire a son of my Lord? 
other words, I didn't ask you for this. Did I not say, do not deceive me? Other words, that was something you wanted to do for me. See, then he said to Gehazi, gird up thy loins and take my staff in thine hand and go thy way. And if thou meet any man, salute him not. And if any salute thee, answer him not again and lay my staff upon the face of the child. And the mother of the child said, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I would not leave thee. And he arose and followed her. Do you know, I don't, cause you know, look, I'm your brother. But I've noticed that the people who look at me like I'm a great man of God, God allowed me to pray for them, and they get almost anything I pray for. That's the truth. And the people who, who uh, deal with me with contempt and are judgmental and, you know, kind of irreverent, you know, they think you don't know it. But I knew it the whole whole time. That's neither here nor there. It don't really matter. But, you know, I can't really pray for them kind of people because you got to respect who God's seeing. Even if you see a fault in them, you got to respect who God's seeing. And that's the problem with people. They're too busy trying to find out what's wrong with the man of God instead of just saying, hey, that's God, man. Whatever he got going on, that's between him and God. That needs to be your attitude. And Gehazi passed on before them and laid the staff upon the face of the child, but there was neither voice nor hearing. Wherefore he went to meet again to meet, uh, he, he went again to meet him and told him, saying, The child is not awakened. And when Elijah was coming to the house, behold, the child was dead and laid upon his bed. Hallelujah. I got the, I got the uh, skip song. And he went and laid upon the child and put his mouth upon his mouth, his eyes upon his eyes, his hands upon his hands, and stretched himself upon the child, and the flesh of the child waxed warm. Then he returned and walked into the house to and fro and went up and stretched himself upon the child, and the child sneezed seven times, and the child opened his eyes. Hallelujah. The lady saw a miracle because of a confession. Be blessed. Hello, brothers and sisters. We're talking about applying God's principles. Father, cause me to put this thing together properly, Lord, where to get a, the maximum amount of benefit to the hearer. For, Lord, I'm doing this to benefit my brothers and sisters, Lord. Lord, I'm passionate about it, Lord. I want them to be blessed, Father. I want their lives to change, Lord. Lord, I ask that you confirm the words, Lord, that I'm speaking, Lord, and cause them, Lord, that are here and do, Lord, to be blessed. Let the blessings flow, Father. Oh, Father, Lord, give them, just bless them, Lord. Let let every person that's hearing my voice, Lord, just feel, Lord, your presence coming upon them, Lord, like, like honey, Lord, like honey, Lord, just going right now from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet. Saturate them, Father, in your love, Lord. Lord, I release the spirit of compassion, the spirit of love, Lord. The spirit of peace, Lord, upon every person that is hearing my voice. Let the anointing, Lord, in your presence, Lord, ooze over them, Lord, like warm honey, Lord, being poured upon them from an angel from heaven, Lord. Poured upon them, Lord, like a pitcher of water, Lord. Let them stand under that pitcher, Lord, of honey. Poured upon their bodies, Lord. Let the anointing saturate them. I command all diseases and pains and and, and mental illness to leave them now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody say the Lord is good and his mercy endured forever. Hallelujah. We're going to go to Luke.
the sixth chapter. And we're going to start at the 27th verse. But I say unto you, which here love your enemies, do good to them which hate you. Now, Jesus is only talking to them that hear. See, the seeing eye and the hearing ears from the Lord. Some people will not hear this, but Jesus is talking to the people that hear because he's telling you to do something that you can't do of your own self. But see, the love of God is in your spirit by the Holy Ghost. You have the love of God. Say this. Say, I have the love of God in my spirit. Say it again. Say, I have the love of God in my spirit. So the love of God is shared abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost, and the heart is your inner man, that inner man. See, you have an inner man. That's the hidden man of the heart. See, the hidden man. He's hidden, but he's in there. We only see in your outer shell, but it's a hidden man in there, and that's what the love of God is. So Jesus is saying to you that are here, love your enemies, do good to them which hate you. Why would he tell you that? Because you hated him once. You hated Jesus once. You was an enemy of Jesus, and he did you good. See, he did you good. He did you good when you violated his, his words. Bless them that curse you and pray for them which despitefully use you. God is really telling you, people that try to speak curses on you or curse you out or whatever, He's telling you to pray for them. Hallelujah. Bless them that curse you and pray for them which despitefully use you. Why is he telling you that? Because if you make a mistake and miss it, the other person needs to be blessing you also. In other words, it's a spiritual law. You're going to reap what you sow. See, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. Blessed are the merciful. Or what? They shall obtain mercy. So he's really teaching you to be merciful so you can get an abundance of mercy. That's all he's doing. He's teaching you to walk in love so you can receive love. He's teaching you to walk in mercy so you can receive mercy. See, it's a spiritual law of sowing and reaping. A man will reap what he sowed. See, mercy triumphs over judgment. Verse 29, it said, Unto him that smited thee on the one cheek, offer also the other. You know, I, you know, we don't want to talk about nobody, but we can't be a man of God talking about we we fought somebody at the supermarket and bragging on fighting somebody when the word of God says to him that smited thee on one cheek off also the other. We got to have a spirit that's trying to avoid a fight. And him that take it away thy cloak forbid not to take thy coat also. Now, brothers and sisters, don't come try to fight me. You know what I'm saying? Don't say, I'm going to see if Brother King going to follow through. I just don't do it. I, I can't say I ain't going to obey God. Don't do that, brother. Don't hit me. Verse 30 said, Give to every man that asketh it of thee, and of him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. So somebody that steal from you, don't ask for it back. Let them say, oh, no, nah, you can have it. You stole it, have it. Hallelujah, don't ask for it again. Somebody asks you for something, give it to them. That's what the books say. Verse 31, and as ye would that men should do to you, do you also to them likewise. Now, if you want somebody to talk about you behind your back, talk about them behind their back. 
If you want somebody to accuse you of things you hadn't done, accuse them of things they hadn't done. Look, whatever you want them to do to you, do to them. If you want them to steal from you, go, you know, you, if you want somebody to steal from you, go steal from them. If you want somebody to lie on you, go lie on them. If you miss it and you want them to tell everybody, go tell everybody about how they missed it. See, as you would that men should do to you, do you also to them likewise. You want somebody to tell you you ugly? Go tell uh, go tell them they're ugly. See, you if you want them to tell you you too skinny or too fat or whatever, go tell them that so you can reap what you're sowing. See, as you would that men should do to you, do you also to them likewise. You want somebody to holler at you every day, go holler at other people every day. If you're in charge of people, if you want, want to be rebuked and holler at every day, well, treat your employees like that. As you would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. Hallelujah. So whatever you desire to receive, do it. If you desire to receive money, give money. If you don't desire to receive it, don't give. Oh, yeah. The law of sonary spiritual principles. Verse 32, for if you love them which love you, what thank have ye? For sinners also love those that love them. And if you do good to them which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also do even the same. In other words, a natural man can love somebody that loves them. A natural man can do good to them that do good to, uh, do, uh, to them, you know. Might have said that wrong, but you get my point. God is asking you to treat the people who abuse you good. That's what he's saying. If you lend to them of whom you hope to receive, what thank have you? For sinners also lend the sinners to receive as much again. See, but verse 35 said, but love ye your enemies and do good and lend, hoping for nothing again. So you're going to lend when people ask you for some money, you're going to lend it to them hoping that they don't pay you back. Now, that don't sound right, but that's God's principle. Watch, though, he's going to do something for you. See, this is who you really want to pay you. You want God to pay you. He know how to pay. And your reward shall be great. For ye shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Some people say, man, I did this and they ain't say thank you. They don't have to say thank you. God is still kind to the unthankful and the evil. Verse 36, be ye therefore merciful, for your father also is merciful. Judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. Ain't that, ain't that good? If you don't judge, you won't be judged. If you don't condemn, you won't be condemned. If you forgive, you're going to be forgiven. You're going to get whatever you give. God say, with the fraud, he'll show himself fraud. With the pure, he'll show himself pure. Hallelujah. Glory. It's, the spirit, it's a spiritual law. Verse 38, some people don't like to give. They teach against giving and so forth and so on. But I'm going to hit you between the eyes with this. Verse 38, it says, give, and it shall be given unto you. Can you give the get? Yeah, you can give the get according to the scriptures. Jesus said this, give, and it shall be given you. Good measure, pressed down, and shaking together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. Who is right, Jesus or men? Whatever you give, the same measure is going to be given back to you. 
Hallelujah. So it's a spiritual law of sowing and reaping, and it works every time it's tried. Also, go forth for your words also. Be blessed. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day. Well, we're coming to the close of the week. We're talking about applying God's principles. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, bless my brothers and sisters, Lord, with their seeing ear and the hearing eye. Ah, I got you. I said the seeing ear and the hearing eye. In other words, Lord, bless them, Lord Jesus, with the seeing eye and the hearing ear by your Holy Spirit. Let your peace and your grace be multiplied upon them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Well, brothers and sisters, you got one spiritual law, the spirit of life. Anybody ever heard of that law, the spirit of life? The spirit of life, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Are you in Christ Jesus? Or are you under the law of the spirit of life? See, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, it supersedes the law of sin and death. Then you got another law called the law of liberty. See, the law of liberty is walking in love and showing mercy. You can find that in James, the second chapter, if you want to check it out. It talks about the law of liberty, where you don't walk with a judgmental spirit. See, that's the law of liberty in Christ Jesus. You're not under the old covenant. And let me tell you this, no Gentile was ever under the old covenant. Only a spiritual dead person would try to live by the Ten Commandments. See, because they couldn't keep it, and you definitely hadn't kept it. And there's no priest anymore. See, that law under the old covenant, it had to be a Levitical priest. God did away with the Levitical priesthood when Jesus came because he came out of the tribe of Judah. Now, I'm only speaking to the Bible scholars when I'm saying these things. But I'm talking about the law of faith today. And the law of faith always has something to do with your confession. So, you know, oftentimes, and I'm going to quote this by memory, I'll take the, the verse out of First Peter 2.24, where it talks about, well, let me just go there. It says, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree. That we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. Now, I meditate that. I take that one scripture, and I take it segment by segment. I say, I pray this way. And I stay there with it for 10 minutes till it gets in my inner man. This is how you build a word into yourself. You will say, Lord Jesus, you bear my sins in your body on the tree. Then you got to quote out loud what that means. You said, because you bore my sins, I don't have any. I don't have any. My sins are paid for. If I sin tomorrow, it's paid for because you died for it already. You bore my sins, plural. You bore them in your body on the tree, past, present, and future. I don't have any sins. You should say that. Say this. Say, Lord Jesus, you bore my sins in your body on the tree. Therefore, I'm dead to sins. I don't have any sins. I don't have any sins. Say it. Say, I don't have any sins. Because Jesus paid for it. Say it. Say, I don't have any sins because Jesus paid for it. Say it again. I don't have any sins because Jesus paid for it. Say this. Say, I am dead to sins. Say this. Say, I live unto righteousness. Now say this. 
I am healed right now by the stripes of Jesus. And that's how you release your faith. It's the law of faith. You'll have what what you say. I've been talking about this all week. How you'll have what you say. I just dropped my Bible. Hold up one second. But it but it say you'll have whatsoever you say it. And so whatever you say over and over and over again, you're going to bring it into manifestation. Romans the tenth chapter, it says at the fourth verse, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believe it. See, they had a law to try to get people righteous in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament, Christ ended all that. He is the end. That one man is the end of the law for righteousness because he's your righteousness. First Corinthians 1 and at verse 30, I think it says, it said, Jesus is made unto us righteousness. He is my righteousness. I don't have my own righteousness, which is of the law. I have my righteousness by my confession. Let's keep reading. For verse 5 says, For Moses described the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. We're not under the law of Moses. But the righteousness which is of faith speaking on this wise, say not in thine heart who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is, to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what said it? The word is not thee even in thy mouth. God's word must be in your mouth. Say this. Say, I will keep God's word in my mouth. Say it again. Say, I will keep God's word in my mouth. The word is not thee even in thy mouth and in thy heart. See, your spirit, the spirit of God, Operating on your inner man, on your inner man, which is the hidden man of the heart, a person, your spirit, your spirit. The word is not even in thy mouth and in thy heart, in your spirit. That is the word of faith which we preach or which I preach. I preach what? The word of faith. I am a word of faith preacher. The Bible is a faith book, and I preach faith. The word of faith. I'm like Paul, which he preached, I preach. We, all of us. Verse 9, that if thou shalt confess. See, confession is very powerful. If you confess with thy mouth, who? The Lord Jesus. Somebody say this. Say, Lord Jesus, you are my Lord. You are my Savior. You are my Deliverer. You are my Healer. Say it again. Say, Lord Jesus, you are my Lord, Savior, Healer, and Deliverer. Do you know in 1 Corinthians, the first chapter, I think, around the 29th, 30th verse, it says, Jesus is made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. He is all of it, that man, the man Christ Jesus. That's why you can now say when I confess him as my Lord, with my mouth, you use your mouth. Your mouth was given to you to confess Jesus. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Your mouth was given to you to cause the blessing to come. You use your mouth to get almost anything you need from the Lord. You can change any situation with your words. When you put the word of God into the atmosphere, that situation going to change as long as you don't mix it with the devil's word. That's the problem. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, hallelujah, thou shalt be saved. 
other words, you got to believe with your spirit that God raised them from the dead. And when you keep confessing them as Lord, it's going to get into your spirit. You are saved. You shall be saved. You're saved. He that believeth on the Lord Jesus Christ have eternal life. Hallelujah. For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. See, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Your key to victory is your confession. Verse 11 says, for the scripture said, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Somebody say this. Say, I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and I'm not ashamed. Say it again. Say, I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and I'm not ashamed. Say this. Say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Did you know that the righteous are bold as a light? Hallelujah. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. So for, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if you call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. And at verse 17, it says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you want to build up somebody's faith, they need to hear the word of God. They need to hear the word preached. They need to confess the word. When you're confessing the word, you're hearing the word of God. Confession is your key to victory. When you confess love to somebody, you strengthen the love. The more you confess love, the stronger the love grows. When you confess hatred, the more you confess hatred, the stronger the hatred grows. When you confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, the stronger your relationship with him will grow. You should tell him every day. You should wake up in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening and say, Lord Jesus, I just love you. And guess what? Your love with him would, for him would grow. And he, you will hear him tell you, I love you too. I hear him say it all the time. I love you too, Derek. Yeah, he talks back. I got a lot to say, but I'm out of time. I'll talk to you next week. Be blessed.